NCHC.TV studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event, or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at TheSpaghettiShack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at Liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza. Sign up for our Crunch Club at JetsPizza.com and have special deals delivered straight to your inbox. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Live from the NCHC.TV studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in to another episode of College Hockey West Weekly, the uh, first one of 2024. Scott Strandy with you in Carlsbad, California tonight. My co-host is always joining me from that big, beautiful, rain-soaked palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are things? And the what, what term did you use today when you told me it was yucky? Yucky. <laughs> yucky at the estate. What estate? <laughs> well, listen well, it's better than it, the four by six that you're in yeah and i'll tell you right now what uh what i'm in right now is a uh apb with a uh, police helicopter circling over te- head of the hotel um well, well, looking yeah. for an individual yeah like i said it's better than your four by six <clears throat> but <laughs> it's no estate i promise you that yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, so uh, we're off and running in 2024 with the college hockey season again. True. Um, and uh, what a weekend it was. Um, the World Juniors started off with uh, a gold medal for us. Um, the Desert us? Classic crowned a champion. And two of our teams did battle for that in Omaha and Arizona State. Uh, some teams got sweeps. Denver swept Niagara. Uh, Air Force swept Bentley. North Dakota swept Fairbanks. And um, did I miss any sweeps along? I think that was all the sweeps. And tonight, it kind of kicked this week off officially with Colorado College traveling to your favorite university, University of Minnesota, and earning a 6-4 victory um, at uh, Mariucci Arena. Uh, See, I call that the uh, house that USC owns. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I think that was a little bit before Mariucci time, but anyway. No, no, no. It was exactly <laughs> Mariucci time. Go back and read the stories. It was, it it was, was exactly It was Mariucci not in time. their building, though. It was not in their building. Oh, but he was um, playing in the game. Yeah, that was quite some time ago. Anyway, Maybe. 
Um, <laughs> so it, any surprise or doubt in your mind at all when, when David Carl was selected to be the World Junior 2024 champion, uh, USA team head coach, that they would not come away with a gold medal? Because there wasn't in my mind. I, I figured this was the year that they were going to get it done. He was been, uh, ever since the day he was announced as the head coach, he's been on a mission, and uh, they got it done. Well, they did get it done, um, you know, and and much more convincingly. I mean, I I'm gonna sit here and 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 I know that I you know with all the stuff I read, oh, the U.S. is a heavy favorite. The U.S. Well, first of all, um, you know, for when you're playing on the road, right, you're not a heavy favorite. I don't care. You know, in, in a tournament like this. Right. As usual, you know, after the first couple of games, I said, well, maybe the Chechens aren't what they normally are. But there again, April, when they played the U.S., what happens? The U.S. needs a, to go to a shootout or the trick competition. Uh, <laughs> That's not a trick competition. That's a skills eh, whatever. competition. Whatever. whatever. No tricks it's, involved in that. Play a tie. I don't, whatever. It's, it was a tie. What, I, whatever. Um, but it, it took that far to go um, and win that game. Uh, the rest of the the rest of the preliminary round was was pretty much a layup. After the, I mean, they they struggled a bit against Norway, but that's the first game. You kind of expect a little bit of that, and we know the Chechens seem to have the U.S. number. And a lot of that is, and we talked about this the last time we, you know, before the turn of the new year, is a lot of the guys on those Chechen teams now play here and play against these guys all the time. Yeah, um, they understand the American style, if you will. And uh, North American style. Um, okay, North American style. Well, I'll go yeah. with that. Um, Speaking of North American style, before we go any farther, uh, I don't know if you saw Connor Bedard took one on the chin, literally. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you know the 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 I don't want to say consolation prize, but um, you know, as much as I have my <sighs> issues with the tenants, um, they got screwed by the league i mean you know what happened with them was nowhere near what happened with the blackhawks but they basically got no punishment for it so um yeah uh he took a, a shot I, I i've seen much worse yeah but explain this to me paul before we go any farther he has a fractured jaw if you have a fractured jaw how do you suffer one of those if you don't get hit in the head Well, I mean, listen. When you, Would that when you not be head contact? Uh, remember, the rule is you have to hit the head first. I guess that's uh, that's why maybe follow through. Anyway, um, he's learning very very quickly what it's like to play with the big boys. Oh, huh. uh, listen, you know, it's the NHL. This is the big boys, as you say, and. Uh, you know, you know sure. and and I totally get down. that part of it. He put his head down. But I also right. get, but I also get it as a parent, right? I mean, an eighteen-year-old kid 
you're still thinking about well, you're you you've got one <laughs> older than that now but uh Not when much. you're thinking about an 18 year old kid and you think of him breaking his jaw um the parenting he was a little bit shaken up of course i i gotta believe the bedards were were tad shaken up too i'm sure i'm sure they'll be making him a lot of milkshakes <laughs> Goodness gracious! Um, anyway, but back um, to what we were and then on the about. other side, on the other side of the coin, though, Paul, I do remember when one Jeremy Roenick got his uh, jaw broken and teeth misplaced, and spent eight hours in a dentist office, and came back and played the very next night um, with a mask yeah. on and his jaw wired. So there, there are different levels of this. Yeah. Uh, obviously, experience, pain thresholds, all of those different things, and, and I'm way, sure. When you're the number one pick, you you know Jeremy was a little bit older at that point. Yeah. When you're the number one pick, there's some serious protection going into place for the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, and also, you know, Jeremy Roenick to have his jaw wired. I mean, you know, if you, if you and, and they were in the playoffs at the now. time, believe it or not, your tenants well, were. I of course I can believe it. <laughs> so it was a playoff hockey game. It wasn't a regular season right. where you were going to probably be up for the number one pick again if you're the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, we'll By see. the way, who would that be, Paul? What, the number one pick? Macklin yeah. Celebrini? Yeah. How, how did he do in the World it? Juniors? He himself did okay. How did his team do? Not good. Yeah, they bowed out early. Not even uh, a medal I, match. Listen, uh, you know, I am. You're always shocked when Canada is not in the final four. Because it doesn't happen that often. Um, this was just true, not one true, of the better teams. Um, well, things things and, in the world junior Paul are cyclical, probably more than anywhere else, because of the age group that you're right, dealing yeah. with and and by the talent level. Uh, and players moving on and players having commitments to go other places. And there were guys that could have played for Canada that didn't. I, I think um, that Canada's focus was on next year. Not that they yeah, blew up this right. year. But next year's tournaments in Canada. And, and I am sure that while they were doing everything they could to win this year, it was all the foundation to put in place winning on home ice next year. And then where's it going to be in 2026, Paul? Not in Vegas. Where, Paul? And not Seattle. <laughs> it's going to be in Minnesota. Yeah. Mariucci uh, and the XL Center in St. Paul and Minneapolis. Minneapolis and St. Paul, to be correct. Yeah, I, uh, you know. Personally, I think the XL is a little too big uh, for this venue, but it's okay. Um, maybe Minnesota will pack it and give the guys uh, a real totally treat. Better. But better. it's a uh, it's a very big venue to, to put a World Junior they in. Better. If you ask me. They better because you know those of us that are, shall we say, not worthy of. The hockiness that is the that state, you know, because we're in the rest of the country. Not um, in the state of hockey, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, whatever. Oh, okay. Um, Big or little M? Uh, whatever, it's an M. Uh, 
Um, you know, those are the rest of us that are not worthy of 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 that place. Um, you know, I listen. I, I you know, I get it. I'm sure that money had something to do with it. Okay, as you would expect, there they still worry about whether or not when you have it in the U.S. The buildings will be empty. But this, oh, well, it's closer to Canada. Well, why are you depending on Canadian people to sell tickets? <laughs> yeah, that that's a debate for another day. We'll let, we'll let yeah, that well, go. I just want to throw it out. Seeing we got off on that tangent a little bit. That's but. fine. So anyway, David Carl, Garrett Rayboyne. Um, Brett Larson. Uh, Brett Larson, yep. Uh, you get on the list, Steve Miller. Um, you go down the list of, of uh, connections uh, to us, to uh, the coverage that we do. Um, I thought they just masterfully put together a team that, that filled the roles. And I, I told you about this a couple of times. I heard comments that guys like Danny Nelson were bought in to be a fourth-line center when he's a first-line center at Notre Dame. And, uh, you know, the guys in, at BC and BU, they bought into their roles. And uh, that's what you have to do. And I think David Carl is the kind of coach that can get that out of you because um, he, he doesn't take anything. He doesn't take a lot of crap, if you know what I mean. But yet he can be a very good player's coach. And uh, he gains your respect incredibly fast. I've been told that by players at Denver all the time, that uh, he gains their respect quickly. And I don't know if that's his age, being a little bit younger head coach, that's so that he, he deals with them. Or what, but but I also think he's a very smart and very knowledgeable head coach, not only in X's and O's on the ice, but in dealing with players, especially young players. Well, I, I think that, that that's definitely part of it. You'd be crazy to think it wasn't. Um, but anyway, the guys look like they had a lot of fun. They look like they played with a lot of passion. They look like they were a team. And you know how I say this with teams playing for an NCAA championship, but um, it looked like the guys were playing to win gold. Uh, they weren't playing for any accolades, accolades of them, their own. They were looking to win a gold medal and bring it home. And they got it accomplished. Uh, yeah. I mean, kudos. And I agree, you know, again, they they all stepped up in big spots and, um, and I think it's going to be very interesting because a lot of these players will be eligible to come back and play next year. Um, the same thing with, like I said, with the Canadian players is they try to definitely focus on next year. I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting uh, stretch here to see how they do it and see how these teams build up for the 25 World Juniors. And, you know, just be very interesting to see who stays and who goes. Okay, so that wraps uh, the World Junior Championships in Sweden uh, for 2024. Um, a lot of those players came back um, hurriedly, <laughs> came back to get to be a part of their uh, college teams this weekend. Um, one of them played tonight and scored the first goal for Minnesota. We'll get to that in a little bit. But... Um, I, I want to get your opinion as an ASU alum. Um, I didn't get to Arizona State this weekend because I came from the Winter Classic and had 2,500 miles of driving yeah. 
from from San Diego to Seattle. So I watched very closely to find out what was going to happen at Arizona State. And one thing I've come away, well, a couple of points. So I'm going to say my points, and then you tell me if I'm uh, even close to spot on. Kyle Smolin is a big-time hockey player. When you need him to come up with a big goal, he finds a way. Did it again, and uh, <laughs> multiple times, as a matter of fact. But anyway, um, it, and we've talked about ASU for years. Um, needing a finisher. They haven't had a finisher since Johnny Walker left. And, and that's not to take anything away with the players they've had. They've had quality players. But Kyle Smolin, I think, is the next finisher. He's a guy that can steal the puck and finish it. He's a guy that can find a rebound and finish it. And you need that on your team if you're going to have a chance to win a championship. Now, this is a second tournament championship for Arizona State. So that's my first comment. Kyle Smolin a big-time player. But this team has a remarkable resilience, and I think they even use that in their uh, in their team photo, resiliency. But they have a remarkable way of finding a way to pull a game out when it gets to overtime. It didn't happen early in the year, but lately, when they get a chance to go to overtime, they find a way to finish it off. <sighs> this team does have a different feel to it. Uh, it'll be very, you know, we're going to go down the stretch here. And as we have said probably a thousand times over the last month, they have very little margin for error. Very little. And so far, where in different years they may not have responded, so far this team has responded. They've gotten the big saves when they needed it. They've gotten the big goal when they needed it. Okay. Um, again, that didn't happen the first few weeks of the season as they had a very weird up and down first month with all the big leads won, lost, and, and, and recovered from, and so forth and so on. Uh, last weekend, going down 2 nothing twice. Uh, they just, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, this, you know, I have to do something different here. But again, you know, getting the play made when they need it. Okay. Um, and they get it a lot from the guys that are not the name brands. Okay. And, and I know you mean that glowingly, right? <laughs> You mean that glowingly? All those guys are name brands, but the 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 the, the guys that you would expect, the experienced guys that you'd expect right. to get it done, right? You know, and they've been without two of their top forwards for about a month now. Uh, they didn't have Ryan Alexander on 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 Saturday night because uh, the coach said he was injured, uh, and, and that's a big penalty killer for them, and, and a big energy guy for them. Uh, so again, guys have to step have been stepping up, and that's what you need. You know, if if you're gonna do what it takes for them to have a shot at the computer. Oh, thank you, thank you, because I I'm gonna take a shot at the computer. Well, you always take shots at the computer. 
But uh, the fact is, they don't have a lot of margin for error. And, you know, and you have to, and, and at least to this point, they've been playing that way. Um, they are big two trophies, Paul. fans this Two weekend. trophies in two weeks. Yeah, no, no, two trophies. Listen, you're going to play them, right? I mean, um, they are on a quote-unquote unbeaten streak. Let's face it, they only have three losses for the season. Would you like them to have a few less ties and have those be wins? Yeah, but they're not. Um, and you're getting something, at least not losing something when you play each night. And but you know me, I hate to feed into your... I know the but you are, because you, you just walked right into it, and I can't wait any longer for this. We can come back to the tournament recap here in just a minute. But no, hold on. Okay, hold I on. looked at the latest. Hold on. I, if I'm going to feed into I it, can't. I might as well let you eat the whole meal. Okay. Go. All right. I mean, first of all, all right, going into tonight, you know, ASU when? was it tonight? Going into what? Was it the, tonight's Going game. into tonight's no, game. Tonight. That's what I said. Tonight. Herb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, there's only one game on the schedule tonight. CC it at the other maroon and gold team and only one tomorrow night. So it kind of makes it easy to kind of play around with the numbers. Well, what was there not two tonight? Because I thought that um, was an exhibition. Providence game, played Frazier. Okay. Okay, well, it was you didn't count an exhibition. Okay, um, you know, going in to tonight's game tonight, you know, there was a certain distance between uh, at, at what CC was twenty one, which I didn't even realize until you pointed it out to me. So that's a bad job by me. I guess yeah, I don't they really climbed. Look at, they climbed quickly. Yeah, I guess I don't without playing a game, without playing a game until tonight. Tonight. But before yeah, that, they haven't played for a while. Yeah, before um, that, they climbed to yeah, twenty even, something to twenty three to twenty one. Where are they now, Paul? Uh, right now they're at seventeen. Yeah, they got right up behind who, Paul? That would be ASU. Yeah. Well, like I said that's a bad job. They I mean, because I didn't. You pointed it out, so I didn't realize it. But so I, I was right. No, I'm not saying that. You could say, uh, okay. but I'm not going to okay. say it. Um, if you if you play around with the numbers and you say let's just for argument's sake say that uh, our buddies up there CC go for that sweep that Swaggy P said they're going for Um, that would make the numbers so bunched up that for the first time you could see a little bit of space for both schools to climb up. Okay. Good stuff. Now, I got the meal in front of me. I'm ready to devour a little meat and potatoes as we talk about this. <sighs> That's a heavy breath to get ready for this. I'm looking at the pairwise, Paul. I'm going to throw out a bunch of facts at you, so get ready. I hope you got note paper down. There are two teams in NCAA hockey that have more than 14 wins. 
Okay. The other one is, um, let me see, 16, um, 3, and 5. Would Another you like 20. to know where that team, Arizona State, is at? I know where they are. They're, They're number 16, Paul. Yeah. They're number 16. There yeah. are only two teams in all of NCAA hockey that have more than 14 wins. It's an 18 win Wisconsin team, which right. is second, and a 16 win Arizona State team, which is 16th. There are no 15 win teams. There are a couple of 14 win teams, but they have a lead in wins by at least two wins over everybody except Wisconsin in all of college hockey. Right. Now, how can you tell me that that team deserves to be number 16 in the pairwise now? I mean, we're, we're past the midseason, the midway point of the hockey season. So that's number one. Number two is right now, after the latest pairwise came out tonight, tonight, um, Minnesota has nine, six, and four mark. They are tied for 14th with Michigan, who has a 8, 7, and 3 mark. Let me do some math for you, Paul. Arizona State has seven more victories than Minnesota. They have eight more victories than Michigan. Yet they are behind both of them in the pairwise. We have a problem. Houston, we have a problem because that's not right. Now, you know I love my Colorado College Tigers. By the way, I'm only going to let you get away with that if they sweep this weekend. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, you know that I love my weekend. Colorado College Tigers. But Arizona State, by the way, has beaten Denver, NCHC, yeah. Colorado College, NCHC, yeah. Omaha, NCHC, uh -huh. Providence, whatever they are. Hockey East. Okay. Hockey East. Yeah. They have beaten all of those teams. And, and don't Colorado College Colorado College sat idle except for a scrimmage or a, nah, not a scrimmage, exhibition, exhibition game against Minot State, an ACHA right. team, for the last three weeks. They come out tonight, they beat Minnesota, and they skyrocket all the way up to Arizona State. You said it. If Colorado College wins tomorrow at Minnesota, they will pass Arizona State. No, 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 no. They won't. They won't pass them. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because I think positive. they will. I think nope, they will. I'm, I'm looking at it right here. I think I they will. The I have put it into the computer already. Okay. Where at will they be? Where will the, both teams be? At least be? on the website. Okay. This is where it okay. would be. Uh, I don't. Uh, the RPIs for the University of Michigan would be at 14. Would be five five one seven. The team with the losing record to USC would be at five five one zero. ASU would be at five five zero nine, and Colorado College would be at five five zero two. <laughs> so you're gonna tell me that even if they get if Minnesota gets swept. By Colorado College. Colorado College can't pass them. And Minnesota and Michigan will still still say percentage points ahead of Arizona State. Yes. That's BS. That well, is B. That basically it's a tie. 
No, it's not a tie. You just read percentage points. That's not a tie. Because when the computer goes to pick teams for the tournament, guess what? No, they go all the way to the hundredth. I know. Or thousands. Your Bulldogs got that. Won a national championship that year. Exactly. I, I exactly. get it. Exactly. That's my point. That is my point. The, the point is, uh, and, and, I, we can, and, and I'm not arguing your point, because I think it's crazy as well. And I think that if there's an ASU team, even if they're going into the NCHC next year, nine stars, nine stars, nine stars, um, that on the pace they're going, and I can I don't know what the computer is going to tell you at, at the end, um, but. Uh, when you look at their schedule, okay, um, should they go on? Now, listen, this all depends on what game they lose. But they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games left. If they go 12 and 2, Okay, that makes them twenty-eight five and five. If a team that goes twenty-eight five and five doesn't get into the tournament, uh, not that I want to see that happen, but you might start seeing some legitimate talk about expanding the tournament. You think that's what it's going to take, really, to to make them start talking about it? Because I think they should be talking about it right now. Well, they should be. Um, they should. And, be. and I'm looking. Let 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 me play devil's advocate for you here. Um, where Arizona State sits right now, if Colorado College playing in the NCHC, and apparently it matters who you lose to, um, if they continue to climb, they right. are going to move into a playoff. A, tournament spot We're not um, against then, or, I know but but let me tell you some teams that could catch you Cornell playing you at home you think Cornell has never chip on their shoulder for getting beaten the tournament well of course they two don't. weeks ago so they're gonna come at you full they bore are. they're only at number they 20 Paul they're they're 20 they they're right behind you of course they you are. have four games against Alaska Fairbanks we know how difficult they are you have yeah. Notre Dame who's at 22 they play in the Big Ten, who obviously is the computer's favorite. Whether you're 500 or below 500, doesn't matter. The only thing that works in their favor, the computer's favor, is they they can't take a team that's under 500 in the right. tournament. Right. So so Notre Dame would have to continue to pile up wins. Um, Michigan is very close to the 500 mark. Right. Minnesota is very close to the yeah. 500 mark. Okay, but now you bring in. Omaha to the picture. They play in the NCHC. They play really good hockey. Right. They lost in overtime. Yeah. Um, what happens if they continue to climb? Um, Northeastern. What happens if they climb? AIC. You know, I mean, I find I find that there is a log jam between number sixteen Arizona State and number twenty three Omaha, in which I could see multiple teams surpassing Arizona State strictly because if the computers look the way they do, Arizona State does not have enough quality opponents ahead of them to advance. 
They don't play Michigan, Minnesota, nope. UMass, nope. St. Cloud, nope. New Hampshire, Western Michigan, nope. Providence, Michigan nope. State, Denver, nope. North Dakota, Quinnipiac, Boston College, Maine, Wisconsin, Boston U. So how are they going to climb the ladder if they don't even have a shot on their own? Whereas, whereas. Well, they do, well, they do have six games against teams ranked, you know, in, in the computer between 20 and 25. Exactly, but that doesn't help. It doesn't help you to beat 20 and 25 teams when you're trying to get to 12. you well, got to beat the way some I teams. Look at it, the way I look at it is I want CC to keep winning. I want Denver to keep winning, and I want Providence to keep winning. I know that it doesn't help directly, but. Yeah, I hear you. As an but, ASU fan, that's who I want to see win. Those are the three teams that ASU has lost I, to. I get it. I get it, but you've got RIT, who's right. chomping at the bit right behind you. Yeah, You've got Notre Dame and Penn State, who are both just right behind you, and they both play in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, you've got Omaha, who plays in the NCHC, who is just chomping at the bit right behind you. Um, I mean, I think Omaha is going to get into the tournament. They're 10-6-2, and, and they have conference games left. I think they can climb into the tournament. I believe Colorado College Tigers are going to climb into the tournament, um, and I'm I'm not a fan of of uh, Penn State or Notre Dame, obviously, but I can't see if they get close. I can't see them moving up because we know the quote unquote computer bias towards the Big Ten, and I don't get it. There's only one team in the Big Ten that's playing any good hockey right now. Well, two teams, Wisconsin and Michigan State. Everybody else is, I, I would say, average at best. Yeah, I would, I would agree so, with that. I, 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 you know, I don't know if Jess will ever hear this, our buddy Jess Myers, but his Big Ten is very overrated. A lot of offensive firepower, not a lot of good teams. Yep, totally agree with you. Anyway, so okay. my thought on that whole pairwise thing is right where I was at the end of 2023 I'm at 2024 yeah exactly I am and it makes me very consistent the way it does it but you just can't have this kind of discrepancy uh, because why even bother to put one out if you're going to say that a 16 win team deserves to be 14 spots behind the next uh, best team in the league which are in the in NCAA hockey at 18-4-0 they somehow deserve number two, but you don't, you deserve 16? Come on. Come on. Come on. You play hockey to win games and not lose games. So if if a team is winning games, two more than anybody else except one team, in all of NCAA hockey, you can't seriously look at it and say they belong in the 16 spot. You can't. You can't, I don't care how the strength of schedule or who beats who or whatever. This team has beaten Denver. They've beaten Providence. They've beaten Colorado College. They've beaten Omaha. And they're still 16. What more can they do? Yeah, I listen, I get it. You know, um, you know, I, I I can't argue with you when I agree with you. Makes it. It's, oh it's, yes, just clip that. I just clip that. That's good. Well, I I'm agree not with say you. You're right, but I do. Agree I with agree you. with you. You said. But one, two, three, four, five, 
six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven overtime games. Eleven. Eleven. That is insane. I'm looking at Dartmouth, who we've known has played a lot of tight games and a lot of overtime games. I don't think area. I don't even think they're close. No, I don't think so. Don't think so. Uh, ECAC. Yeah, I mean they have six ties, um, and you know they they've played seven overtime games. Um, this is just you know this is. Uh, okay, so let me let me ask you this: if Air Force has played five uh, overtime games, because I look at it this way: if you play an overtime game and you like to always tell me that the teams all agreed on it. They all agreed on the three-on-three overtime. It was ratified. That's how they were going to play the overtime. So if everybody agrees to it, and you go and you play the overtime, and you win the overtime, why is that not considered as strong as winning the regulation? Because you still won the game, right? In the one-loss record, it still says you won. It doesn't say you won in overtime. It says you have a win. So... Oh, if you're going to play the overtime and everybody agrees on it, then why is there a discrepancy held to it about a win in overtime is not as great as a win in regulation? That is a legitimate argument. Do you agree with me? It's a legitimate twice. argument. Oh, I thought you were going to say twice. Well, I still haven't said it once. I've worded around <laughs> it, but it's a legitimate argument. And uh, it needs to be addressed. You know, whether or not it gets to be addressed, I don't know. I but, can't say but, as if I know. And once again, I'm going to come back to this, looking at it from the person that you're trying to get to become a fan to help grow your game. They're looking at this thing and they're going like, what the heck is going on? Why is the second most wins in NCAA hockey, two wins more than anybody else in college hockey except the number one team, why are they 16? What's going on at Arizona State? Why are they being punished for only losing three times and winning 16 when everybody else seems to be getting rewarded? Include, and this makes it look even stupider, if that's a word. Um, Michigan is right above them. So is Minnesota. Neither one of them even have double-digit wins yet. I, I, <laughs> and they're I, both know. ahead of them. And if Minnesota does happen to beat CC, they're going to climb again. They're going to go to 12 or 10. Let's hope not. Do you know that's going to happen, though? Well, yeah, let's hope it doesn't. But I'm telling you, wins. they would be a 10-win team. They'd be 10, 6, and 4, and they would be six spots ahead of Arizona State. I'm, well, let's hope that doesn't that doesn't become an issue. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I, I'm I, here to tell you it might be. As much as I, I love my Colorado College Tigers. It might be. It might be an issue because I don't think I can expect the Tigers to go on the road. I can't expect it. I can hope for it, but I don't think they can go on the road, win two at North Dakota, play an exhibition game, come back, win two at Minnesota, and then go up to Duluth and win two there. I just don't think that's a realistic path in the uh, 2023 landscape of NCAA, now 2024 landscape of NCAA hockey. Is it possible? Certainly it's possible. Well, why can't but I don't, I don't think it's probable. Streak? Why can't CC go on a winning streak? 
<laughs> you know who they're playing, Paul? They played North Dakota, Minnesota, and Minnesota Duluth. And by the way, Minnesota Duluth plays pretty darn good at home. And uh, they, and you know what happens? What, what do you call them? The, the vampires? Yeah, you know what happens towards the end of the year, right? Well, yeah, but so far. They get over 500. Look out. They could win a tournament. Well, they could. They could. And they have. Oh, yeah, I understand that. Um, I will just sit here and tell you that, that uh, you know, let, like I said, let's hope that, uh, that that doesn't happen, that Colorado College uh, continues to win. Well, Peter and Chris, I'm sure they're listening and going, um, you know what, we'll take that. We'll take that Boulder Conference from one Paul Hornstein. Anyway, I, I'm just, you know, crazily frustrated at what I'm seeing. And, again, it, to me, it's college hockey, just like not expanding the tournament and not putting teams in conferences. You're continually shooting yourself in the foot. And when you have the ability and the opportunity to control what's going on, you need to step up and control what's happening to your game. Um, we saw and we listened to Heather Weems tell us on New Year's Eve that you know she was in, in, uh, concerned about her players in her conference having to have so many games leading up to the NCAA tournament. She didn't feel like it was right that they didn't get a chance to practice or, or prepare for an NCAA tournament because their own NCAA or NCHC tournament was, was dragging out too long and leaving the guys in a tough position. So she made well, a suggestion. Travel. Yes, but she made the suggestion that they change the tournament and they voted on it and it passed unanimously, I'm told. And they're changing the tournament because she cares about her athletes. Well, if you care about your game, your sport overall, you better figure this out because it's making you look like buffoons, NCAA and pairwise and whoever's in charge of it, computer, stinking computer. You're looking like a buffoon. Well, I, you know, I, again. And, and why are, why are teams getting rewarded by beating teams that get beat? Hello? What? It's, it sounds crazy. I mean, you get rewarded if you beat a team, but then they they lost to somebody ahead of you, or even if they beat somebody ahead of you, you still get rewarded. If you played North Dakota tough and you lost by a goal, but you're in the NCHC, you're still going to climb if North Dakota wins. You didn't beat them. I, I, that I, it's I bizarre. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. And I'll tell you right now, if you look at the pairwise, NCHC is going to get North Dakota in. They're going to get Denver in. They're going to get Western Michigan in. They're going to get St. Cloud in. They may get one or even two more teams. Omaha and Colorado College may also get in. Uh, I get. I, listen, it's not. Off the charts. You might have to go to the NCAA frozen face or the NCAA tournament because we may have too many teams to cover. Uh, where is it this year? Frozen face off is in Minnesota. No, 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 not the frozen four. four. The frozen four. Yeah, frozen four is also in Minnesota. Okay, what time is it? Okay, hold on a second. Uh, April, March, April 11th, I guess maybe. 
But you know what I'm saying. North Dakota, Denver, Western, St. Cloud. I'm not going. <laughs> Colorado College and um, Omaha. If they're all in, they're all going to be, there's going to be teams. It could be two teams in each regional from the NCHC. Could be. That would be scary. Well, you know, they're going to, they have to do that at some point. If there's two, you know, if, if you get more than four teams in, you know, you got to have two teams from a league being one regional somewhere. You know, anyway, right? I mean, I, I wanted, I just one, needed two, to get that three, back out there because I was convinced four, that even five, the computer would find three, Arizona State's winning of this tournament this weekend, winning two games. And I know Harvard is not playing very well. They're playing terrible, actually. Um, but but I thought I thought two teams beating two teams in that tournament field, and then just coming off of a tournament win on the road, and I thought you would climb me at least into the pairwise. So you could look at yourself as twelve or thirteen. I thought that's where they should be minimum, minimum. And I would dare say that they could be anywhere from nine to ten. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rail against uh, my guys from Western Michigan because they're thirteen, four, and one. Okay, they're thirteen, four, and one. They played eighteen games, thirteen, right. four, and one. That's impressive. But I watched Providence play. I'm sorry, Coach Lehman. Uh, nothing against your team either, but you're ten, five, and two, and um, and I don't think you played the competition that Western has played at this point. Um, I look at New Hampshire. I'm not sold on New Hampshire whatsoever. 11-5-1. and one. Um, well, they might. St. Listen, Cloud. Teams might. St. Cloud getting it done. UMass, 11-5-3. But Minnesota and Michigan, 9-6-4, 8-7-3. There has to be some sort of bias going on in the system. Uh... You know, well, the computer says differently. <laughs> no. Because the computer is the computer. I hope I don't find that computer one-on-one -on -one ever. So I'll take it down. I'm telling you right now, I will take it down. Oh, I'll sell tickets. And, and, <laughs> and you know that, uh, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, it's because you covered Arizona State first and you're, a, you're just a homer. And BS. I'm just looking oh, at please. the facts. I am looking at the facts. There is not enough room in your car for all the pom-poms you have. I got some black and gold ones from the Tigers. Again, there is not enough. <laughs> got some green and white ones from North Dakota. I know. Got some crimson and gold ones from Denver. <sighs> See? <laughs> got I some said, black and gold ones from the Lindenwood Lions. Got them all, baby. Got them all. All right. Let's take a break. Let's come back because there are some big sweeps got to talk about. There are also some big wins to kick off 2024. Paul and I will be back in just a couple of minutes. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, 
we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From the nchc.tv studios, you're listening to ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey West Live. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Carlsbad, California, which, by the way, the wind is blowing off the ocean, and uh, a cold front moved through. It is cold. We're talking about getting down into the 30s. Uh, overnight, for about an hour. Anyway, uh, my co-host on Long Island, New York, knows nothing about cold weather because it's always warm and sunny and rainbows and gun gumdrops and everything that is at the palatial estate. Paul Hornstein. Um, Paul, uh, we talked about the uh, World Juniors. We talked about the Desert Classic. You let me rant about the pairwise. Uh, there were some teams that got important sweeps. I know it may have been not against uh, great po- opponents, but some teams in our coverage area got some big-time sweeps, didn't they? I think Paul's here somewhere, maybe, or I'm just talking to myself. Well, you always talk to yourself, but... <laughs> uh, uh, so let's start off with the Denver Pioneers. Uh, I think the Pioneers uh, you know, took care of business at home. Uh, I, they, they, they got a little lucky on Friday night that a couple of pucks go in off Niagara players. Um, um, that doesn't mean that we're play were the players to... legally on the ice. Yes. Okay. Then it doesn't matter. Uh, listen, I mean, you know, you listen, sometimes you stop gonna, the puck. You... If you're going to, if it's going to hit you, block it. If it's not, whatever happens, happens. That's a game of hockey. Listen. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, 
for a and, while. And they played without Steve Booyum, and they played without oh, head yeah, coach David Carl. Listen, I, listen. You, when you don't play for a while, it's going to take a little time to get the rust off. Even if but they, they still sit at number six, tied with North Dakota at number six in the paradise. Right, I mean, give, you know, give Niagara fourteen wins, they, two they, two they, behind Arizona State. They they they, they played a, a you know they played Denver tough on 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 Friday. Uh, Saturday was a different story. It was all Denver. Okay, North Dakota. They got a sweep over uh, our Fairbanks uh, Nanooks. Your thoughts? And it was what you would expect. Uh, especially on Friday, was it what you would expect? Uh, a game that uh, the Nanooks are involved in. Uh, you know, you might want to stay out of the penalty box against North Dakota if you're anybody, let alone you know not just Alaska. In Fairbanks, and you might, like I said, you might want to stay out of the penalty box. Um, tight game, tough game. Uh, Fairbanks even outshot North Dakota in the first period as it took a one nothing lead into the locker room. Um, you know, then North Dakota kind of just said, uh, okay, time to go here. And they kind of, you know, they went on a hot streak, got a bunch of goals. They got five goals in the second period. Fairbanks got one late, made it five to two um but just kind of the you know north dakota got three goals in the span of about two and a half minutes and you know what happens in that building uh when 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 something like that happens the place goes crazy. ralph uh no that would be ralph engelstead arena okay the ralph and just you know you can't take all those penalties if you're Fairbanks. You just can't. Okay. If you're the uh, Air Force Falcons, and I know you played Bentley, but you play them on the road. Well, so what? You played on the road. And you got two wins, and now you're one win away from being 500. You know, you're, you're, you're one game below the 500 mark overall. You're three games up in the league, your league record, the conference, right? And, you know, you still have a couple of games to make up to be at the level of everybody else and you know right now you are you're right in it if you're air force you know you have 20 points uh just behind holy cross and mercyhurst who have 21 points and holy cross played three more games in the league than both of those teams so you are if you're air force right now fighting and the legitimate shot at a first round home field home ice series. And yep. by the way, you still have to play two games. Everything. You still have two games at Holy Cross, which could be absolutely huge. No time to get to that. That weekend there in the first weekend in February. Okay, and our friend Rick Zombo got his guys back on the ice and uh, did battle against Western Michigan um, in uh, St. Louis, suburb of St. Louis. Anyway, um, <laughs> Western Michigan came away and took two games from Lindenwood, 
But, Paul, what I witnessed on that one was Linden would put up a heck of a fight, and Western Michigan needed everything they had to win both those games. Well, I mean, you know, Lindenwood takes a 2-1 to one lead at the end of the second period going on Friday night. Um, you know, Western ties it up about five minutes into the third period. And just, you know, uh, again, this is where not having the offensive skill players, the top-end type players, hurts you against a team like Western Michigan who is on a roll at 12-4-1. Right, because you get into those tight games and you want that guy that, that's got that experience that that big game, big goal scoring experience, and they just don't have it. Yeah, good point. Um, we mentioned Omaha; they they won a hard fought battle against uh, UMass Lowell in overtime yeah. to advance to the Desert Classic final and and drew Arizona State and lost in overtime. I thought overall for the weekend, I thought Omaha was pretty good. Oh well, okay, they are a good team. I mean, there's no. You know, there, nobody can question whether or not Omaha is a good team. They absolutely are. Um, we see it every weekend. And, you know, you have to, you know, you, there's no gimmies against Omaha. You you earn it. If you win, you've earned it. So, I mean, you have to sit there and, and and know you're in for a battle every night. I was asked what I thought about ASU's game against Omaha. I said, you know, you better be ready to play. Omaha's a good physical team with a very good goalie. And you better be ready to play. Absolutely. And, um, I thought that was a really good weekend for them, as I said. Um, Augustana did battle this weekend as well. And uh, they get ever so close to opening up just three weeks now from opening up the new Midco Center. Your thoughts on Augustana? Well, I'm sure that Minnesota State's glad that the weekend is over. <laughs> it was a fight. <laughs> fight to I the know. end, by the way. Uh, a 3-3 tie on Friday night uh, with... with uh, you know, take Minnesota State having to score twice in the third period to tie the game. And then you go to Friday night, uh, Saturday night's game where Minnesota State wins 2-1. to one. But again, third period, late third period, game still tied. But Minnesota State gets a power play, scores, wins the game 2-1. to one. You know? Uh, yep. You know every night you're it. going in. You're going into um, play Augustana. You're in for a fight. And they also played without their head coach, Garrett Rayboin. Rabs, as I like to say. Raboin. <sighs> Not Rayboin. But Rabs. I can call him Rabs. Uh, anyway, uh, who was picking up a gold medal up there over in Sweden and bringing it back to show the guys. Um, they give some pretty nice medals, I think, too, for uh, – or at least uh, replica trophies for the NCAA championship. So uh, maybe the guys want to do a little battle for that. Anyway. I'm sure they will. So, um, so you look at all of that that's going on, and I think we're off to a flying start. You brought it up. Uh, Colorado College and Minnesota will play a rare Monday night game 
um, after a rare Sunday game. Uh, so that'll be interesting tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we also have the head coach and director of hockey at um, Robert Morris. We have Derek Schooley joining us. We're going to start a little early. To that. Uh, one hour early. So uh, what time, Paul? What time on the East Coast? 8.30 Eastern time. 8.30 Eastern. Why? Why do we say East Coast? Because everybody knows East Coast. Because huh, everybody knows that. So Derek Schooley will be joining us tomorrow night, so we want you to tune in live if you get a chance. We're ever so close to 50,000 downloads. I believe we are less than 200 away right now. So tell your friends, download the shows, listen to them. We had some great ones from the Winter Classic. I am now almost fully recovered from that trip to uh, to Seattle and back. Paul's uh, almost recovered from going back to school on January 2nd. <laughs> that still cracks me up. When, when I was in school, we didn't go back to like January 9th. Yeah. And, and you're like there the day after New Year's. Yeah, well. Toiling away. Well, we can't say that with you. You weren't toiling away, were you? I could have been. By the way, <laughs> just, so, been. just so you know, um, um, you know, this we, we talk about things do, being done to grow college hockey. Um, the Yes Network, which is the television home of that team in the Bronx that I don't really care about, uh, will be picking up, and this is for you guys across the country, the uh, January 13th game at 4 o'clock Eastern time between Army and Holy Cross. And then a week later, uh, it'll be the rivalry of college hockey on January 20th, uh, where Army will host our buddy the Czar and the Air Force Falcons. So, just, you know. Ah, that'll be good. Blair time for college hockey. Gotta love it. Yeah. yeah. Shout out also to uh, to our guy Dave Starman for a fantastic job that he did again uh, with EJ uh, Reddick on the um, um, broadcast for yeah, the World come Juniors. On, NHL. Send him to the games. Yeah, exactly. Please Don't make him, him sit the there. Game. You're going to tell me next yeah. year when they're in Canada, you're going to do this studio nonsense again? Let's go. And I know they did a fantastic job for that, but it, it's right. You put them there. Trust me, Paul, I was at the Winter Classic, as you know. There's nothing like what you see on site. You hear and see so many things that you cannot see from the studio. Yeah, no, I get it. No, I, again, I know. Believe me. You know. If you're going to cover it, go there. Go there. If you're not, not then... Uh, leave it to the, leave then, it to the people that do. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Um, I'll let you take it away since we're already running along. From the NCHC.TV studios behind the Mass College Hockey West Live and the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. The NCNC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV. Catch all of the action from the toughest conference of college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd on redbubble.com. 
and let us help you design that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Caesar Sportsbook app. Download the app where available, but please play responsibly. FedEx, simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. And by Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask is live every week on the Podbean app and available along with all of our weekly podcasts for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. To find any of our shows, subscribe, rate, and review the shows, or just tell a friend to help others find the podcast. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will say, computer, be ready, because I'm coming after you. Dropping the gloves, fist to fist, we'll do it. We're going to get this right some point in time at the Pairwise. Mm. All right, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, and uh, little De Niro tonight. I'll ask you to join us tomorrow night. Again, one hour early live if you want to tune in. Derek Schooley, the head coach from Robert Morris, will be joining us to get a little feel for the East Coast. And now that he is about halfway through uh, this resurgence of colonial hockey. Yeah, yep. All right, we will uh, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. De Niro, goodnight, everybody. <laughs>